Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. We got some exciting stuff in the news for you today, starting with Coinbase again. They just announced that they're going to be releasing an NFT platform so you can trade buy, sell, bring in your NFTs, store them on Coinbase, which will be coming soon, which I think is pretty crazy. Wow. Cool. NFTs. What are those? I know, right? Most people don't know what they are. (laughs) Even if I tell you what it stands for, you still probably won't know what it is. But NFT stands for non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. Fungible. Yeah. What What does that mean? Um, basically it means that you can, you can swap one thing for the other interchangeably. So if, if something is fungible, uh, like the dollar, for example, if you have a dollar and I have a dollar, we can swap those and it's still a dollar. There's no, there's no unique features to the dollar. In terms of value, they both they're both the same basically. They're both the equal same. the same. They look the same. Mm-hmm. They maybe have a different serial number on them, but ultimately, one is not worth more than the other. Unless I suppose it's like a collector's bill. So I, I guess a better example would be two cans of Coca Cola. Great. It's the same content. They look the same. You know, if I give you a Coke, you give me a Coke. We're not sponsored by Coke, by the way, yet. Um, it's it's still a Coke. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So those are fungible. Okay. Non-fungible just means that it's unique. So for example, um, I think a really good example is when you buy a concert ticket. If you are going to um, a concert that has specific seating, uh, let's say you're buying seat G or row G seat five. Okay. You're paying whatever the price is, but now for the entirety of that concert, you own that seat. Oh, okay. Right? So that is non-fungible. So you have a concert ticket, you're maybe G6, but they're unique. Right. So oh, so then if I wanted to resell that, if I said, hey, G5, G6, I own those for that concert, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody else wants to see Imagine Dragons, then I would sell that to them and then they would own that seat for that evening. Right. Through Ticketmaster or StubHub or whatever, you would you would sell those tickets and they would have ownership and they could prove their ownership through the QR code on the ticket. Right. So we're already doing it. It's like when you go to the concert, uh, you, nobody has, they're not printing out tickets anymore, nope. right? Mm-mm. You got it on your phone. They scan the QR code and swipe and scan the second QR code. So it's super easy, but it's all digital. So the only thing that tells them where you're sitting is your QR code. Is your digital representation of that seat, right? Yeah. So it kind of works the same way. We can look at non-fungible, which would be, you know, the specific row G seat five or fungible, which would be general admission. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense because everybody's paying the same. Mm Mm-hmm. It's first come, first serve, but ultimately there's no difference between seating. No. And so you can look at that in the crypto space as well, where instead of concert seats that you're ascribing a QR code to, you're doing that for a Picasso painting or a digital Pokemon card or a digital baseball card. Or a crypto dick butts. Or a crypto dick butts, which is a new um, NFT marketplace that just came out. 
because that just basically means that they can sell anything. You can literally anyone. sell anything. So, and you can turn anything into an NFT. It could be a soundbite. It could be a, a song. It could be a picture, whatever. You're, you're just ascribing a QR code that, that shows the uniqueness of this item and gives you ownership. The thing that's different though of NFTs versus, you know, going back to that concert ticket is the concert ticket, the seat you have for, for that duration of the concert. So two hours or whatever. Well, imagine dragons typically play a little longer. Maybe three if you get an encore. Sure. However, with an NFT, you have full indefinite ownership of that digital item. Oh, that's cool. So like if it was an actual seat at a, at a stadium, you would own that. You would own in it. Perpetuity, in perpetuity. In perpetuity. And if someone wanted to buy it, they you would have to approve so that. So it's kind of like a, like a season ticket holder almost. It's like a season ticket holder, but the season never ends. <laughs> Until you want to sell that. Until you want to sell it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So then that way, if, if you had this, we'll just continue with the, the ticket idea. Is if you have that ticket and now, you know, you want to resell it, you've got to find a third party. Right. To be able, or, or I mean, you could sell it on Facebook or whatever, right. Marketplace or, but then that way you have to do the work and go and, and make that happen. Whereas if you've got like a ticket master, that third party is making that transaction similar to the third parties like OpenSea, And now Coinbase is planning to be this third party, correct? Yeah. And I mean, they're a little bit late to the party. Right. Pun not intended, but they, they're going to be that, that intermediary and it'll make it easier because if you want to get into NFTs, but you don't know how to use MetaMask or ERC-721 wallets, like that's a lot for beginners. A Coinbase will make it easy. Of course, I'm sure they'll take a fee for that, but they're going to make it easy for you. And my guess would be that let's say you have an NFT of you know your dog and I have an NFT of my dog. I'm like, you know what? They're kind of equal. Let's trade them. We could probably do that on on Coinbase uh, without having to pay all the fees because the fees are pretty high right now. Because if right. Coinbase just has custody of all your NFTs, then they can just say, well, you know, Gabe owns this one. If he wants to sell it, we'll just take the selling fee, but we don't have to charge, you know, Adler to to swap it over because really it's it's not in their account. It's in our account. But we're right. so like a bank. They're again, becoming an NFT bank. They're the custodian yeah. of the account as opposed to you being in charge of the NFT marketplace where you're buying. Now, Coinbase is saying, here, how's your NFTs here? We'll just take our little percentage and make it easy. I mean, that is one thing about Coinbase that's great is it's super user friendly. Do they take a little bit more fees? Yes. But for the education aspect of it, so you don't have to be completely educated on how to you know, buy and sell NFTs. I think it's a great idea that they're offering this. And basically all it is, is it's another wallet within your wallet. So you've just, you're, it's a sub wallet. You're yeah. housing this, this painting or digital representation or whatever it is. You're housing that within your digital wallet. Yep. And it's represented by yet another QR code basically. And you've got a JPEG on your computer that shows yep. that it's yours. Yep. And then if someone's like, you know, tries to steal your seat, you'd be like, no, 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 I own it. Right. And fight ensues, you know. Yeah, exactly. Moving on, we've got Stellar Lumen, which is one of our favorite cryptocurrencies. I like Stellar, yeah. Very, very easy to use. XLM, yeah. I think it's almost zero fees to send it. Uh, Three cents. I just sent some some Stellar. It was three cents to send. Hmm. Okay, so So, cheap. 
So Stellar has just invested $45 million in a company called Tala. And now what Tala does is they provide millions access to financial services. So like lending, borrowing, investing, um, that's so a bank. Their, their, yeah, they're kind of like a bank. Okay. Um, but they're working to create a mass crypto adoption uh, system, platform, whatever you want to call it, for developing countries. Um, some people might not know this, but over 3 billion people don't have access to financial services. To banks. Global, or... global financial services. To basically, they don't have a brick and mortar space that they can go and put their money. Right. Yeah. More people have access to the internet and a cell phone than that. How many people have access to a cell phone? And what is it, like 85%? 85% of the world? I believe so. There's only like a billion people, I think, that don't have a cell phone. Isn't that right? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy if that's the case. It is crazy. Um, but the CEO uh, of Tala said that he hopes that this project can continue to help them serve the underbanked, it's called. So you're saying 3 billion people don't have access to a bank and only 1 billion people don't have a smartphone in the world? Yeah. So then there's only a billion people that couldn't potentially have their own crypto account, right? Right, because when you have a smartphone and access to the internet, you can be your own bank. You can be your own bank. I mean, how easy is it now that everybody potentially... And every year, I'm sure there's more people with smartphones, but yeah. if your smartphone is literally your bank account, which it is, because now you can buy and sell and I mean, who's, nobody's using money anymore, right? Other than, I suppose, for those concert tickets. But <laughs> um, that's, that's what we're saying is that it's that easy and something like this with Stellar, because the transaction fees are so small, is that you can do business without having to, to um, having a middleman, it's a smaller middleman. I'd rather pay three cents than pay $15. Right, they also, or, or more. They also partnered with MoneyGram. So MoneyGram, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you do, but it's a payment processing company. And if you need to send a wire transfer or you need to send money out of state, out of country, then you pay them a small fee. And it's not small, it's like 10%. So you pay them a, a fee to send that money and then they exchange that money. Well, what's Stellar doing? Stellar saying, hey, we're going to supply this borderless transactions for pennies on the dollar. And so now people are going to be able to utilize their own bank to send money to somebody else's own bank for almost next to nothing. And by doing so, we eliminate the middleman. Everybody makes more money. And now they look better and people are utilizing that instead of the depreciating value of their own dollar, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great thing. And I hope, I hope that they can, they can grow that and help more people that wouldn't normally be able to access these financial services. Um, finally, we have El Salvador again. We got to bring it back to El Salvador. I know we talked about that last week with them. Just to recap, they instituted a wallet um, because Bitcoin is now a, a currency for their their whole country. And they they instituted a wallet for their their people, and over 46% of them already have an account. Now, on top of that, um, there is a an application called Strike. 
Strike Wallet, it's called, allows workers in El Salvador to basically convert their direct deposit paychecks right into Bitcoin. And this is actually causing protests in El Salvador because this is a big change. And really, the a lot of the people don't really understand the technology. Nobody likes change. No. Well, and I mean, nobody likes change, but nobody likes change. You know, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's the idea that this has been the system for so long. I don't want to learn something new. I think the issue with El Salvador is the fact that they're not doing the education piece, which is crucial. Like the rollout was really quick, which, you know, begs the question, is it because the president invested in it? And so now he's, he wants more mass adoption so that his pocketbook goes up. I mean, there's probably a percentage there's of that as well. There's got to be something of that involved. But ultimately, can, can they get educated and have access? That would be ideal the most important, I mean, they have to have education for people to buy into this. Otherwise it's too scary. It's too new. Right. I'm used to just getting, you know, my dollars. I'd rather just do that. Why am I being forced to use Bitcoin if I don't understand it? So hopefully maybe the protests will help with that. And I mean, it's, I I don't know how to live under those circumstances. So, and I've already adopted Bitcoin as my savior. So I don't (laughs) like, I, I I can imagine how difficult that could be if you're already kind of, you know, shoestring budget trying to survive. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, check out this new brand new shiny thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. This intangible imaginary <laughs> money. <laughs> that I'm trusting the government. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. No, I mean, personally, I feel like I would, I wouldn't take all of my paycheck in Bitcoin just because it's so no, volatile. Of course not. But it'd be, it would be nice to, to be a part of a, a country that that valued it to that agreed degree. agreed well and i yeah i mean the enforcement piece of it's going to be the most difficult but even if you know maybe the mandatory aspect of it will end up working out the ends justify the means it seems like there might be a, a better way to do this and yet what if it actually does work yeah i mean, I mean it is the case study right now so everyone's watching to right. see what happens in el salvador they're not going to, it's not going to be perfect, but I think some people there will make more money than they thought they would, especially if right. Bitcoin's increasing at 200% on average every year. That's saying, Hey, we believe in this. We see this as a future, uh, you know, a future proof option and that this will appreciate in value. And once it does, then you'll, you'll be more incentivized to get on board. Yeah. I like that. Well, that's the roundup. Well, actually, we got one more thing. Uh, last night, I was watching the televisions, and I was watching some of the major sport sporting events. And um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but but there's a, a, a exchange called FTX, and uh, Tom Brady is in. He's Tom in. Brady's in. He's in. What does that mean? He's in. Well, it's it was the commercial. Yeah, oh. see the commercial. So it's like. Are you, he calls all these people. He's like, are you in? Are you in? Are you in? Are you in? It's so cool. I think FTX is an, a new exchange or newer exchange. I guess it's not that new, but I hadn't heard of it pro- till probably a month ago. I've heard of it, but I didn't, I didn't even know you could use it in America. So it's, it, it's not only is they're, they're spending $20 million on an ad campaign with Tom Brady. I just saw them, um, last night I was watching the, uh, NLDS, the game five NLDS, and they had FTX, um, 
They had the FTX like signage. Uh, the umpire had a little FTX emblem like embroidered onto his shirt. That's crazy. And the best part, the best part was. Just so you know, this postseason, every moon blast means a $10,000 donation to charity courtesy of the FTX, the official crypto exchange of MLB. The official crypto exchange of the MLB. So what he said, if you couldn't hear it, it says, he said, for every moon blast, which obviously, as we know in crypto, you know what mooning is, but moon blast, home run, whatever. Yeah. It's cool. And every moon blast, they, FTX donates $10,000, right? And But it was just, I was so like flabbergasted because like I see little crypto things here and there, you know, commercials, all the, the stuff that that ends up on your, you know, news feed and stuff like that. But like to have Major League Baseball, to have Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, you know, like all these people getting on board and marketing to the sports crowd, which is super smart. The DraftKings guys and all these people who are like, I'm going to gamble my money. Why gamble when you can invest? So Yeah, it's investing with the like you're feeling like you're gambling, but you're actually investing. But they're making it cool, right? Yeah. They're 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 do. I, I think the marketing, the branding is brilliant. You win. Yeah, it's like just do it. it. Like Mike, you know, like you in. Do the do. Who doesn't want to be in at that point? You in? Because if you're not in, you're yeah. out, right? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not in, you're out. Mm-hmm. So I, oh, and then the other thing that I just learned is FTX bought the naming rights to Miami's basketball stadium. So it's FTX Stadium, previously American Airlines Stadium. So they outbid American Airlines. Okay, so like... Can we start talking about crypto as like a legit thing now? Come yeah, on. I mean, if if Visa's partnership wasn't enough, this clearly is. This is crazy. This is insane. They're getting into sports like that. They should have done that 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but now they got the money. Now there's money. That well, they, they got can, the track record too. They can throw behind it. Yeah. But to get, you know, to get Tom Brady, like. I wonder what his endorsement for well, FTX he's, is. I'm, I'm guessing he's part owner at this point because why wouldn't he be, right? Yeah. So. It's, it's super cool that like, that was the most exciting news of the week for me. Awesome. All right. So that's the end of the roundup gang. Let's move into our charts. All right. Let's take a look at these Bitcoin charts. We are still in the green as from last week. That was our projection. We've got our bull flag here that broke out of our resistance line, the screen line here. So this bull flag, if this bull flag continues, which it looks like it is going to do, then we could get up to a new all-time high at 70. If that happens, I think we pull back to our old all-time high, which would be 64, 65. And then that's where it gets fun, gang. Uh, Worst case scenario, in my opinion, I believe we come back and test this 50, 51. Uh, If that happens, then I'm going to be buying more. Let's look at our total market cap. So we talked about 2.3 trillion that has gone through 2.3 trillion. We're right at about 2.5 right now. So the next stop there, 3 trillion. Once we hit that, once again, 3.5-ish. All right, let's go into our dollar cost averaging. We've got Hedera Hashgraph. It is a brand new blockchain, not brand new, but pretty new. And they've been making some significant partnerships. They're trading at about 37 cents right now. And I've got a bull flag here, as well as it's come back and tested its resistance. So uh, if that shoots up, that could be a pretty good return on investment. 
Second, I've got Algorand, another um, newer blockchain that's got uh, some great partnerships as well. Um, this one is showing another bull flag here. So if we head up, then uh, that's going to be a nice return on investment as well. Uh, thirdly, Cosmos, one of the old school blockchains. This one is trading at about $33 and uh, it's got a lot of room to grow too. So those are my three picks for this week. That's it for the charts. Thanks for joining us. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. Do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. See you next time.